Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica. And this is Pretty Over Perfect. We are two former neighbors and current best friends who know that perfection is an illusion that could easily keep us from living our best lives. We are here to discover the goodness in the messiness of real life and find joy in the everyday by embracing simplicity, creativity, and a little sparkle. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Michelle. Hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to our second episode of this month. Today, we're going to be diving into a conversation about loving where you live right now, just embracing all of the imperfections, all of the beautiful things and loving where you are. That's right. I feel like probably most of us here are constrained by some kind of budget, location, resources, whatever it may be that might mentally be keeping us from living in our air quotes dream house. And yet I do think that we all have the potential to really enjoy where we're living and making making it feel like home, making the best of it, no matter what constraints we are experiencing, because constraints are a part of life, aren't they? It's true. And it's funny. It's like, when did we have this idea that at some point, all of those boxes would be checked off? Right? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know about you, but I'm like, well, of course, someday that's going to happen. I have always thought that I would not want to build my own dream home because I know that I would be hypercritical of it because I would have been so, I would be so critical of my own choices. <laughs> Whereas I feel like if someone else did it, I can be like, well, it's on them. <laughs> I just have to yeah. make do with what I have. So I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. that's not even true. Who knows? Maybe everyone who builds their dream homes loves it. <laughs> maybe so. But I like to think that no, because I can't do that right now. So. <laughs> yeah. I like to think well, that it's... Well, it's 50-50, just, it's 50/50, just like we always say, right? it's 50-50, pros and cons. Yeah, and you would you would experience something that wasn't perfect there. And I think it's – I even think that it's kind of funny that every almost everybody talks about like – I don't know necessarily about renovating. I don't think everybody like renovates homes, but I feel like there's this idea here that started maybe 10, 15 years ago that – renovating homes in some way was like the standard to like make it super personal to you. And I've always mm-hmm. thought like our parents' generation like did not do that. That's Maybe true. they like repainted, but they never like walked through their walkthroughs and were like, well, I'll only be happy with this house if we take out these walls, <laughs> you know? And so it's kind of interesting in that like probably the heart behind those early renovation shows and everything like that was to make older spaces more livable for modern families, which is great. And it has possibly created just this like low level of dissatisfaction. We all feel with our homes that I just feel like our parents never did. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. They seemed happy from where they seemed happy because like, (laughs) they never come well, they could never compare it to Joanna Gaines on fixer upper or anything else that's a good point it's just so available to us to look around and people are making so much money renovating homes now and sharing it to the world and every single social media platform yeah network shows it is a challenge that our generation faces for sure yeah the other thing i've thought about too is like with our parents generation they probably 
coexisted with their peers who had similar income levels to them. Mm -hmm. So if they ever saw other people's houses, they were similar to them. You know, now we can like look in on the houses on the hills and we can see where the Kardashians live and these people who have millions, millions more dollars than we do and feel, you know, jealousy over something that like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we would never have even like known existed. Or maybe you could occasionally see it in like a magazine, but certainly it wasn't in your, in your vision every single On day. On the daily, right? Yes. Exactly. So our goal here is to try to just dial it back, look at what's in front of us, and we're going to be discussing some practical tips to being able to really enjoy And I just want to say that my background, I don't say I'm an expert at much, but I am an expert renter because that is all my husband and I have done. We have traveled, I think we've lived in eight different states. We've um, lived in so many different apartments and condos. Those are probably the same thing to some people. We've lived in townhomes. We've rented a home. We did flip a house. We did flip a house. That's the only, I think we, we did it in three months. So we didn't live in it. So it was kind of like a fast situation, which I have to say this is a tangent, but I have to say this on air because it's really cool. I'm sure I've told you this, Michelle, but the house that we flipped, you know, we kind of, we sold it, we walked away and years later we're watching a, a movie and lo and behold, the set to this movie is in the home that we flipped. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'll never get over that crazy coincidence. That's wild. So you guys must be excellent home renovators. It would seem that way. It would seem that way. But no, we hired it out. We totally hired it out. We did design it all. But anyway, it's a quick turnaround. So that's our only experience with like home owning. We've never actually lived in our own home. So I have had to dig deep time and time again to try to make our temporary spaces feel like home. So lots of thoughts swirling around in my mind. Um, Michelle, your experience is pretty interesting too. Your past, your journey. Okay. Yeah. We rented quite a few times before owning as well. I mean, we lived in like my in-laws basement for a while. We I lived didn't know in... that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, they have a cool. big house. They had a big house that was like, yeah, very, very massive house. And now, the property, my brother-in-law lives in the top of the house with his wife and kids. And then the bottom has been renovated to be bride and groom suites because they have a wedding facility on the property as well. So that um, sounds dreamy. <laughs> yeah. That's so it's cool. kind of funny because I was actually in there for my sister-in-law's wedding a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, maybe this is TMI we can cut this but I was showing I was there with my kids and I was like this is um I was there with my second daughter and I was like this is where we were living when I found out I was pregnant with you and like it was just she was like what especially it's especially weird because it doesn't look like a room or a house anymore but we had definitely like it was actually kind of a fun place to live we had a we had it so anyways lots of lots of places we've lived in houses that we weren't allowed to paint or touch really in any way and so we kind of had to make make it feel like home when we couldn't change anything and then we have lived we've owned two homes we owned one in portland for four or five years we bought it 
just in like the nick of time, really before the Portland housing boom happened. And so we bought our house and it was like, I mean, we just like barely fit in it. It was, it was quite a labor of love, lots of DIY projects. I think I've mentioned before, we like dug egress windows out of the basement to make the basement livable. We made our attached garage a playroom. I mean, really, we just like had to like fit everything like the livable space was probably like I don't even know like a thousand square feet and we had three kids so we kind of just had to like find space and make it work and then and we definitely when I say we renovate homes like we're doing it all ourselves so we're very limited by our skills and my husband will like try a lot of things and his dad was a contractor so they can work on things but Certainly, like, don't picture Chip and Joanna Gaines. Actually, I will link a... <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Home. Okay, yeah. is this where you should talk about? And this home that we lived featured? at in Portland, I submitted it for Design Moms Living with Kids series that she does on her blog. And it was featured. And it was kind of funny. I went over it and looked through it today. And there are many things that, like, yeah, I just, like... I didn't love about the house. It was a lot of work, but I also chose to love the things that really were good. And and even though there were some things that I was happy to leave behind when we finally moved, there are some things that I legitimately miss about that house. It had amazing lighting in the living room and dining room and kitchen. And I will like forever miss that because it was just mm-hmm. it was so good. But anyways, just out of sheer luck, that house like doubled in value almost during the time we lived in it. And so we sold it in Portland and then bought the house that we live in now in a suburb of Vancouver, Washington. So we enjoy this house quite a bit. The people who owned it before us did a lot of really nice renovation on it. And then we've continued to add in little projects to make it more livable for us, more um, conducive to our needs. And we, we intend to be here for a while to raise our kids. So we've kind of just decided to dig in our heels and and it's not like we we still don't have money to just throw at this so this is like little projects one at a time kind of make a list and then slowly go through the list and that kind of thing so we've had to be very creative which I think has been you know Jessica just like you've been saying like to make it your own space are even the in places that we've owned and we like can make certain changes to it, we've definitely had constraints of money and resources and time. And so we've had to just be really creative with the space and can't just, you know, we've never hired any designers or <laughs> we never hired anyone to do anything on this. So, well, when you're featured on design mom, then you, it probably means you're talented enough yourself to not need to, to hire someone. Just saying. Well, I don't know. I mean, Part of the reason I actually wanted to submit to Design Mom was because, like, I loved her blog and I loved blogs at the time. I mean, I was so into blogging. Is it any surprise that now we're doing the podcasting, Jessica, because this is the (laughs) blogging of the 2010s? But, you know, there were so many people who just had, like, such cool, beautiful houses. And sometimes they just... I loved to look through them, but sometimes they filled me with such jealousy. And so... Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to prove to myself (laughs) that, you know, I love where we're at and we're 
investing our like mental energy into loving this and doing the best we can with what we have, even though it's not ideal in all these ways. And yeah, kind of just like being willing to showcase it, even though it was like far from perfect. And there were things like I even look back at the pictures and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I loved it. But also I'm like, oh, but even then I knew it wasn't like I knew it was far, far, far from perfect. But it was the sentiment of like, I know it's not perfect, but we love it because this is our home and we're going to make it a place that we can all love living. So it's a really great example of what we're, t- we're trying to accomplish here. So I'm glad you shared it. Um, I'm curious to know, does your husband have an opinion? How do you like involve him and your children to try to make a place where everybody is able to enjoy? This is one where I do have to admit my husband doesn't have a big opinion about the house. Mm-hmm. There are, I, I mean, I know that others have more than he does. I mean, we have a pink door. So um, that's And one I have thing. a pink piece of furniture. You do. You so do I guess we both piece. have rather cooperative husbands yes. as far as maybe they don't, don't care as much. Yeah. I try to really think about like making our home comfortable for everyone who lives here. And so um, I really want it to be comfortable for our kids and for our guests. I don't want to have anything that's like too precious or that is yeah, awkward or, or too, too much. So I try to, even though he wouldn't, he has said no to a couple of things that I've suggested, but he doesn't say no too often. But I do try to like, think of at least creating a place that everybody's comfortable. What about you? Yeah, I I would say, like, probably most husbands. My husband is like, it's function, first function overlook and i'm admittedly look over function so i i am confident that the longer we furnish together we'll eventually get to the perfect functional and beautiful happy medium but for now it's kind of like a for example our couch i talked about our couch on the last episode briefly mm-hmm. but we've had this ikea couch for like 7 8 years and it's it was basically just worn to shreds. There's just threads, really. (laughs) And um, I liked it. It was very well loved. So loved that I couldn't part with it because I thought it looked really great in our space. And I had two cute accent chairs and everything was perfect in my mind, even though there was not much left to the couch. But my husband was was very adamant that no, like that's, that's had its, had its time. It's time to get a new couch. We found, found a couch that was, you know, like $3,000 selling for 400 or something. And so, and it's a nice couch, I admit, but it'd be really nice in a basement. (laughs) But I did go along with, with that purchase. I sometimes regret it, but I also feel like I want him to be happy and comfortable and be able to come home and relax in his own house. I do plan on moving soon and I do plan on moving it into the basement. So I feel like it's kind of like a temporary, um, I'll just appease him for now, but so yeah, similar. He weighs in on some things, but he did encourage me. In fact, he helped me paint. What would you call that table? An entry table, blush pink. Well, what what it really is is my 
it's my parents' dresser from their master bedroom all growing up. Oh, really? <laughs> and, Is it? And we refinished it and we painted it pink and added some modern hardware. But uh, so I don't know what it officially is. Does it have, does it have, is it only drawers or are the sides cabinetry? Mm -hmm. It's only only drawers. drawers. Okay. Yeah. So it is definitely a dresser. Yeah. Yeah. The front, the face is a little deceiving. It it can open, but it's drawers inside still. Gotcha. I thought it was like, yeah, we have a piece similar to that. I've never painted it, but um, now maybe I might have to. In your room? But yeah, we, well, it's in our room now, but we... We inherited it in our Portland house because the person moved and left it there. And I remember just, but like, it was one of those things that just felt like such a gift because it's like a beautiful, very well-kept antique. And like, we could never have afforded something like that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's lucky. It doesn't even like, (laughs) it doesn't, now it has a good space in our, in our master bedroom. But when we first moved it in. We had it in our living room and it just didn't really fit there. But I was like, I can't part with it. It was like the mm-hmm. most special thing mm-hmm. I've ever been, been given by default because I just didn't pick it up. But um, that's, that's okay. Neat. We had, yeah, they left a bunch of furniture there, which was quite nice for us because we had not very much stuff. But well, didn't you um, luck out? That's amazing. Yeah, I know. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I I agree, and I think I told you, Jessica, we have a similar. I have a similar couch situation where my husband picked the couch couches couch set that we owned before this one and i despised them with all my heart they were not even like i appreciate that your couch is col in in your color palette and things like mm-hmm. that that you enjoy and very comfortable i don't even know if ours felt very pump- comfortable but anyways you were too busy i didn't like them <laughs> i didn't like them but that was like but then i kind of was like all right top of my list <laughs> is to replace these couches when the time came. So yeah, we worked on that slowly, but surely. So yeah, yeah. I think it's very natural. And when you have multiple dynamics going on in, in a home in a family uh, to disagree sometimes. And so I think a few steps that are helpful when you do disagree, we've talked about kind of finding the purpose for the room in our last episode. So if mm-hmm. you can kind of get to that common purpose, um, that helps talk through the uh, needs for the space. And then I think it's good to find your mutual quote unquote must haves, right? So that you can yeah. come to agreement. Also, I'm a big fan of designating different spaces. Like yes. uh, I'll take the living room and he can take the storage room downstairs. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say he gets the garage. <laughs> he gets true it, it works out well because he has um his clinic his chiropractic clinic that kind of i think he's stopped giving me a lot of input as he's had that space to design himself so i think that that's kind of a win-win and also i think it's kind of fun to lean into the differences in style that we we often have i agree just like combining different like we talked about in our fashion or our style rather episode it's fun to mix a leather jacket and a floral dress and I think sometimes mixing um, decor styles, what do we call that? Uh, just styles, yeah. different styles can create some of the best and most interesting spaces. I absolutely agree. I really love the idea of the marriage between like masculine and feminine, you know, in air quotes, kind of those, you know, soft things 
sheer curtains and fluffy pillows with like dramatic hard lines in places, you know, maybe thick black frames or a couch that has some like lines and shape to it, whatever it is. I just like, I like the idea that it's not just overly one style or another, but that you bring them all together. And I think the best way to create a style that feels like really you is to not think about style. And like, when I say style, I mean, you know, maybe like mid-century, contemporary, boho, farmhouse, traditional, mm-hmm. um, any of those kinds of... It doesn't have to just be in one of those. Yeah. I I personally really feel that, like, it's going to feel the most like you if you're, like, mixing and matching pieces from all of those different styles and and things that appeal to you on, like, the basis of they themselves as opposed to feeling like you need to stick with a certain theme. And then I think that that helps you create a really timeless look as well. Mm-hmm. That like can carry over to multiple spaces and and stuff like that. Although sometimes yeah. I think, depending on where you live, the house might tell you a little bit more about what its style is, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to yeah, like when we lived in Portland, our house was like a forty style ranch, and that definitely informed some of the things that we chose for it. I think it would have been strange if we had made it like super contemporary because. It was, it had a little bit of a vintage vibe. And so we had more vintage pieces and some of those colors and feel like the, the feelings around sort of like more of that eclectic vintage look that we have brought some of that here, but not all of it because this house is more contemporary. So it would be kind of strange if it was filled with antiques or like that kind of thing. So. Okay. But I almost feel like, would it really? I, I I just don't know if I feel like there's really ever a wrong way. I, I, I do agree that like it helps us lean into a certain style when we're looking for inspiration, but I almost think it's fun to kind of bring it with you and reconfigure and cause I think it tells a story and yeah. I don't know. I just think I'm, that there's, while there are design rules, I'm kind of under the impression of, like you're saying, you know, bring in you by yeah. bringing in those things that represent you and yes. throwing caution to the wind, throwing the rules to the, to the side. Absolutely. Whatever you like. I mean, I think that I like different parts of me, like different parts about this house. So I wouldn't mm. be, I mean, somebody could totally make this like the same house. They could totally have like a vintage inspired look and that would be great. And I think it's just kind of like, yeah, leaning into your season and what you like. And I mean, yeah. yeah and that's okay to have that change too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, my favorite place to start anywhere when designing something is like an antique shop or something like that, just because it's, it's fun and unique and not everybody's going to have it. I read I this. I <laughs> the antique shop downtown. I know. Downtown that- that's a good one, man. That's, that's a really a good one. one. We had, I saw it somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but it was like, I think it was talking about like in England or something. People have like a lot of Ikea furniture, but then with their antiques on top of it. So kind of just like, I mean, mm, whether I like it's that. Ikea or whatever, but yeah, just like you have your pieces that are standard, but you make it mm-hmm. special with your touch, whether that's antique pieces or like collections from places you like to visit or whatever it is, 
Just put yeah. you on top of it. It doesn't have to look like Ikea once it arrives at your house. <laughs> this is In no fact, shade to Ikea. Ikea is really smart. <laughs> it's amazing what people have done with Ikea furniture to make it not look like Ikea furniture. Yeah. Just saying. Interesting. Totally. It's also interesting because in on both of our homes, and we know this is not the case everywhere, but we also have children to yeah. uh, keep in mind as we're designing. So for me, I want, I, of course, I want my kids to feel comfortable in our house. Like you're saying in the beginning there, I don't want them to feel like they can't live and be children and spill and whatnot. And so I have chosen to invest in things at this point in my life that they're, you know, like the couch and the rug and things like that, that I'm not going to be brokenhearted if it's <laughs> ruined. Also, I'm not a big fan of having toys in our living areas. So I've designated their space right yeah. to the basement. So that's kind of our toy zone. Before I had a basement option, I had our toys stored in different bins and put them in our hall closet and the kids were always welcome to play with them but they had a place, right? Yeah. So, um, and with crafts, my kids are obsessed with crafting lately. So I have a little bin they can pull out. We're not in a terribly large area. So I have to sometimes use that, that idea of setting their things behind a door for my own. Yes. The happiness and well being. <laughs> but yeah. I think the goal is just to make sure that it's accessible and they can feel happy and comfortable and, um, I can also feel, you know, yeah, happy same. about it too. So. Yeah. Even when we homeschooled, I did not have a room that was like their homeschooling room. We had like our supplies mm -hmm. and a place that they went, but we like brought them out in like little containers as we needed them throughout the day and then put them back at the end of the day. Cause I was unwilling to make a room. I mean, because really we have a guest room, mm -hmm. but, and a, it's a guest room and a playroom. But it's we really need it for guests. <laughs> so we have a lot yeah. of guests. So I'm like, I can't I can't give this up to be the, the homeschool room. So um, yeah, just I love that idea of like making it a place that you all enjoy where you're like welcome to bring the toys or get out the materials that you need. But they do get cleaned up at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanity is important. Yes. And for my sanity, I am personally someone who picks durability as one of my top things that I'm looking for in furniture. I really like microfiber for like our couches because it just washes off anything with soap and water. And then I don't have to get mad if my kids get yeah. peanut butter on the couch or chocolate or, you know, I don't popcorn have to get popcorn after movie night. so much popcorn. I don't have to get frustrated. You know, I don't have to like worry if anybody has red wine or anything like that. Like it will literally just wipe up. And so that's, yeah. that's probably like Look and durability are like the first two things I'm looking for. I mean, but like they need to be equally balanced, in my opinion, yeah. from, for our yeah. house. So, Jessica, we live with constraints. Renting, even if we own, we don't have unlimited funds. So how do you go about infusing your home with joy in spite of all the constraints? Like you've rented in multiple places, what, what makes you happy when you are creating a home in a new space for yourself yeah. and your family? I once received the advice to hang your curtains wherever you are and for however long you were there. 
Mm-hmm. And that's been really important for me as we, like I've said, moved all over the place and I don't always know how long I'm going to be in, in a certain area. So I have made it just part of my experience to hang up my curtains, meaning I'm going to, to decorate and I'm going to invest my time and energy and a little bit of resources, all that I can to making the place feel like home. So that is literally curtains. A lot of times I, it doesn't matter how nasty the apartment's been. I've been in nasty apartments and even the home that I lived in by you, Michelle was kind of on the, the, um, the side of nasty. It was not my favorite, but I am a big believer in a killer rug. You can find them used. You can find them very affordable on rugs USA or even at target. If you put a killer rug out, no one even sees the carpet. I think I've, I've been known to invest in some bright colored rugs for that very reason. Art is another big one for me. I can put it up, take it back, take it down, put it back up again. And in the next place, it's fun to explore my preferences there, find the artists that I like. And I'm not talking like, um, you know, really expensive art. I like to find pieces on minted. I've lately, I've been loving some of the landscape artwork on the website one canoe two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also we'll linked all these. Yeah. I've also, uh, watercolored and I'm not a professional watercolorist artist, but, um, I think it's fun to try to explore creating my own art and that definitely makes me feel like there's a piece of me in the, in the home. I, right now I have a piece of the St. John's bridge that I watercolored on hung up on my gallery wall in my gallery wall in my living room. I've also inherited different pieces of art memorabilia, if you will. I don't know exactly what to call it, but from my grandmother and I like to display and use those pieces in decorating. So I just kind of try to, to bring things in that represent me into any home that I'm in and just lean into it. Even if it feels frustrating that I, you know, I might only be here for four months. I've, I've lived places for only four months at a time before. I still want to feel like it's, like it's ours in whatever way that I can. I think a really, really fun and very impactful thing to implement into your home are plants. You can, you know, buy inexpensive ones. I like to at my local grocery store, I can find inexpensive ones when I'm there. Home Depot is a good spot. Or my little sister is really into propagating her plants. So you have to find a friend who can propagate. Anyone can <laughs> propagate their plants. But nice. that basically just means sharing part of their plant with you. I think that, you know, of course, fiddle leaf figs, they've been trending for some time now, but I think the, the, the new fiddly fig is the black olive tree. I would love to have one in my home. I think they're so beautiful, but nobody's going to notice the weird fireplace when there's a beautiful plant next to it. Right. I think it's really important to find the star of the rooms, the spaces and, um, highlight them like in our last home, we had really gorgeous, large windows and so I hung light draperies around them. I did not have any blinds. I took the blinds off and I just hung drapes so that I could push them to the side and let all the sunlight in. I didn't put any furniture in front of them. 
I dressed up the fireplace, even though it was a little quirky. I dressed it up a little bit and kind of made it a little star in that room. So I think it's fun. I think it's any space has its has its highlights and its quirks. And so we dress up the highlights and we put a fun rug down to <laughs> trick people's eyes to not see the weird parts. Or really, it's more like trick my eyes because I'm the one living in the space. I could, I really don't care what others think about it as much as I want to feel comfortable and feel like it's me, you know, and it's hard to do. It's hard to do when you don't have free reign over the space. Yes. Yeah. So those, those are some of the things that I've done. What about you? Yes, I love what you said about just making whatever is the star of that room the star and leaning into that. I think that that's really important and it can help you feel at home and it can help you like wherever you are, even if even if that star is not necessarily your ideal. You know, I loved your mantle that you had in that house, which in a way it was kind of quirky, but you made it like look really cool. And I especially remember how you would decorate it for Halloween and it was like very, very cool. But it was always like... <laughs> a focal point of the room that you dressed up well. So I think that whatever you have, just like lean into it. And I love Ingrid Fettel Lee. She wrote on her blog, you can make any space feel good, but you can't make it into something it's not. Kind of just as you're saying, like, yeah, just make it feel good. But, you know, obviously we have our constraints. So lean more into making it feel like a place that you want to be. And For me, a lot of that means choosing joy over sophistication or over some prized after photo. Um, Instead, I want to realize that like joy is available to me in any space with what I have currently in front of me. It's just a matter of like playing with it and making it feel good. And if you are looking to make your home feel more joyful, especially like on a limited budget, or I would say actually not, it doesn't even have anything to do with budget, but Ingrid Fetelli's book, Joyful, which we've mentioned before, is just a great primer on what makes people enjoy their living space, regardless of how much money you're putting into it. And plants are like a big part of that. You know, people love to see greenery and it makes them feel free and alive to see green th- things growing in their home. So it's really not like a, su- it's not, it shouldn't be surprising that we have all started to love putting plants in our house because they make us feel really good. And Jessica, you're right. They're a totally inexpensive way to bring some joy into you no know, into whatever living situation you are in. With that too, my final thought is just like lean into your space and embrace what it is. And for me, I wrote on that Design Mom blog about how I'll just read what I wrote. Yes, please read it. This is about that house that I lived in, the first house that we owned. For a long time, I thought that this was our starter home, that someday we'd move on to something bigger and better. Isn't that the American dream? But recently I've let go of that. Maybe maybe we will move someday. Maybe we won't. The point is that what is here now is good, and there's no reason to be pining away for something better. And one of... Yeah. Yeah, so... In that house, again, you can see pictures, like, I just, like, taped up, like, my favorite postcards on the wall, and it brought me so much joy. Like, it was not by any means, like, Pinterest perfect, but it was a place that I loved living, and I love living in this home, too. And so, yeah, I think once, for me, it was, like, a big turning point. In fact, I remember the exact moment I came upon that realization, (laughs) like, what if this isn't our starter home? What if this is our forever home? And 
like letting go of the dream of like something better helped me to like make where I was good, really good and see all the beauty and all the potential and all of the joy that was that was there and really not let life pass me by while I was in the search for perfection. So, oh, so good, Michelle. Yeah. Wise words. And yeah, and I've never, I'm, I'm excited to um, have a starter home at some point. But even if we know that it is, it is a temporary situation, we can still infuse a little bit of that into totally. our our situation as well. well. It's so much about mindset as as yeah. well as it is about finding the the positives and bringing in our ourselves through the different aspects. I love the postcard idea. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Hang your curtains wherever you go, wherever you live, and no matter how long you live there. I think just whatever it is that makes something really feel joyful and welcoming and comfortable and relaxing to you, like embrace that and put it no matter where you are living. Love it. Any other practical tips on how to how to do this? Mm, let's see. You're good at art. Who's the oh, artist yes. that I always love? Yeah, you need to talk about art for a minute. Oh, I mean, it's exactly what you said earlier. I love investing in an art piece, especially because it is something that you can take with you when you move. I can link some of uh, my favorite shops in the show notes. I really love Etsy. Etsy makes so much great, unique art affordable for everyone. If you are really on a budget, I really love to search for printable art. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you know, you can buy it sometimes for five, ten dollars and then go print it at Staples for twenty five dollars. And there you just got like and you can get huge pieces made at at, um, Staples, too. Which is great because the bigger it gets, the more expensive it gets usually. But that's a great way to fill up a room. Yes. Um, I need to say yeah. before you move on, I've been listening to some design podcasts and that is the common thread. The bigger you can go on the art, the better for any space almost always. So that's a yeah. really great tip to have, an af- have it be affordable and big. Yeah. Yeah. I found some great pieces on there. They're wonderful. And then, and you can totally search too by what you're interested in. You know, you could be like printable moose picture if that's what you want. What did you say? Roast? I said moose, but like, I don't know if you want a big picture of a moose, I'm sure they have it. Um, The point being, or if you want florals, if you want landscapes, like tons of stuff is available. And you know, if you want, if you need to start small, that is an excellent place to to go but honestly like i get almost all my art on etsy i love it so much it's the best and then like no one else has it so it's really special yes i love and i just it's unique i want to be special another thing that i do love to do because i think that sometimes when we're in our homes for a long time we just want to feel a sense of newness and refreshing and so i really like to a lot of times i'll buy art to fit the frame that I have existing in my house and I'll keep the other pieces that I want to rotate out seasonally in the back of the frame. So when I'm craving something new, I don't have to go buy something new. I can just bring something to the front of the frame that I haven't seen in a little while. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to, you know, if you want to do that seasonally, if you, you know, sometimes I have pieces that are like wintry, So I'll bring them out to make it feel all wintry and fun, but then I'm going to put them away and bring out my beachy things when it's summer. I just, I personally enjoy that, but it's also a great way to feel 
some newness and excitement without spending more money every time you crave changing something over. So good. So good. I, I learned that tip from you and I've been looking forward to decorating my, my mantle and switching out my artwork there for fall. I love to do that. I also, some, yes, some other people were asking me about art and another way you can cheat with art is if you have a smaller piece, put it in a big frame. Mm, Good tip. You can get pretty reasonably priced big frames from Target. You can really definitely get them from Ikea. Ikea is a little tricky because their glass is highly reflective it's not glass it's plastic Mm -hmm. but there are plenty of spaces in my house where like that it's not even a problem or you know you can hang it another thing that's popular is to hang it on those like poster i don't know what it's called but where you put them put it on the wood oh yeah i think it's called like a poster hanger and then it has like you know twine or something that's a great way to to hang something but yes i have like small pieces that i really love so i put them in a big frame so that they can take up more space and have more presence in the room and i also really love to find art when i go other places but i think that this one's a little bit tricky because it can be tempting to buy art just because you are somewhere (laughs) like and then you might get home and be like oh my gosh i hate this i'm never gonna put it in my house why did i buy it so i really like to be patient and wait for the things that you know are in the color scheme that I already have going on. They all will already fit in well with what I've already started curating in my house. And then that's when when I see those pieces, I will buy them like no matter what. And when I say no matter what, I mean like they're ten dollars in like the in like the gift shop somewhere. It's not like I'm just like, oh, I'll just buy this crazy piece. I just don't even go into the stores I can't afford because that will just create so much FOMO and yes, jealousy. So much conflict. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just stay out. <laughs> um, <laughs> stay on Etsy. Yeah. Stay on Etsy if you can afford Etsy. So, yes. I don't know. Those are sort of my art tips. But honestly, yeah, like you can have art in your house that feels like you. And if it you found it at Target, that's awesome. You know, pair it with other things that you've collected that you really enjoy. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It can just, wherever you find something that you like, take it home. Yeah. Put it on your wall. Yeah. I love that. Jessica, you and I actually have matching art. (laughs) Jessica and I like to go art shopping together and then we have matching art, which is fun. And then we connect to each other through art. Yes. And that's why it's meaningful on my wall. It's because it's on Michelle's wall too. (laughs) And it came from... Hobby What's Lobby? that place called? Hobby Lobby, yeah. And one from Hobby. Target. Yep. We have two matching, three, three matching pieces. Three? We're so cute. Yes. Remember oh. the pool with so the pink cute. floaties? I definitely love that one. And then and the then girl from Target. The girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I actually have a lot. Remember how we said that, like, you shouldn't, <laughs> that girl was saying you shouldn't have single ladies in oh, your bedroom yes. or whatever. And yes. I was like. I have single ladies all over my house because they're just beautiful and I want to look at them. (laughs) Has anyone asked you if that that piece is you? Because people, so many people have asked me, oh, is that a drawing of you? Yeah, just the outline of the the girl. Well, definitely have to share this picture so that you can all understand what we're talking about. I'm like, no, if I just found it at Target, you too could have it on your wall. You too. Not that one, but I have another illustration that people have asked as me. So 
And then I got one, I got one for my friend for her birthday that I like loved so much from Etsy that I bought one for myself too. And her mom thought it was her, which is actually partially why I gave it to her because I was like, it just like always makes me think of you. (laughs) Oh, so that's a good idea. Gift giving. Yeah. Pictures, artwork. Artwork is so fun. I love it. It is so fun, but I'm going to steer away just a little bit for a minute here. I do think it's fun when we're designing our homes and learning to love them to incorporate all the five senses. You know, we've talked Mm -hmm. a lot about sight. I love to incorporate smells. I have a few diffusers. I'm a candle lover, especially in the fall, winter. And it's kind of fun because I have my certain scents that I pull out seasonally and that just infuses my home with me. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's a, it's one way to kind of tie it all together, I guess. And I also am a big fan, as we've talked about in the past, of investing a few dollars into some fresh flowers in a vase. I like to do that every weekend if I can. That might seem excessive to some, but to me, it it makes me feel, it makes my home feel warm and inviting and makes me happy. So, yeah. Budget blooms will just cheer up a budget room any day. That was almost a haiku. No, just kidding. <laughs> you know how I am about haikus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And then having things that are, um, I really love texture, whether you're, whether it's visual texture. And if you're not, if you're kind of afraid of color or adding new color, textured things are a really great way to add some interest and dimension without going too wild on colors, but also so good. don't be afraid of color. Yeah. Just, just try it. What's the worst that could happen? But you know, like cozy cozy things and different kinds of textiles and stuff like that i think feel good um just to elaborate on the five senses what's the other sense taste what tastes good in your house well everything so yeah (laughs) all right so we will share with you some of our favorite art places to find art but the truth is you should go find your own art because you might not like what we like so go fill your homes with joy and I think it's kind of, we have to be really aware that since we live in this day and age where we can just, oh, I love that room. I'm going to just totally copy it item for item. Yeah. While we can find inspiration and draw inspiration from those types of situations, we need to kind of, I think, be in tune with ourselves to see what really gives us the feels, for lack of a better yeah. term. You know, what really represents us, what makes our hearts sink. Yeah. And that will help us have a home that represents us instead of some random person on Pinterest. <laughs> right. And I think I've met, I think I've mentioned this before, but I love to use Pinterest as like a collection of, or, you know, I don't even use Pinterest that much anymore because now you can save things on Instagram, but save, save ideas that inspire you not to copy them, but so that when you like look through all of those saved things, you can look and see what things over and over and over again catch your eye? Mm-hmm. Is there like a color that you're drawn to all the time? Maybe consider painting a wall that color. Is there a you know, a design aesthetic that you, you know, every time you see a picture, you think, oh my gosh, this just makes me feel so alive and energetic. Maybe you want to kind of try to incorporate that in your house. You don't need to copy exactly what somebody else did, but is there some, you know, try to pull through the threads of inspiration that you're seeing everywhere and what it is that's actually exciting you and then translate that to your own personal space. Yep. Love it. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week 
to talk more about this very exciting subject. Until then, happy home designing. We will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.